Hello, I'm Tamsin and welcome back to season three of English Sound Building, the advanced pronunciation podcast where you do the work to build muscle, muscle memory and master new sounds. As always, please remember that successful communication is possible in any one of the thousands of global English accents and there is no ideal. But clear pronunciation helps whatever your accent. Learning about pronunciation improves your listening as well as speaking. It's fascinating and it's fun and that's why we're here. If you would find it useful to read as you listen, you can find a script for this podcast on my Patreon page. That's www.patreon.com slash English Brick by Brick. The link is in the episode notes. Everything's free on there. Just scroll down on the main page. It is just me writing, recording and editing these podcasts in my free time, though. So if you like what I do and you are able to support me, please do. And thank you so much to those of you who already are. So this week we're returning to the Y sound we looked at last week. Do go and listen to that one first if you haven't already. This week, though, we're not thinking about how the sound appears in individual words, but how it steps in in faster speech. I'm going to read the title of the podcast once, slowly, word by word. Be afraid. Be very afraid. And then once again, this time linking between each sound as I would in faster speech. Be afraid. Be very afraid. You should have noticed that the second time the y sound crept in to link between the long vowel e in be and the following schwa e uh, in afraid. Be afraid. Be afraid. Be afraid. And again, uh, between the long vowel e in very, and again, the following schwa uh, in afraid. Very afraid. Very afraid. Very. I'm using the words step in and creep in very intentionally. I don't consciously insert the y sound in those places. It's just a natural consequence of my mouth moving seamlessly from one sound to the other. This is a feature of connected speech called intrusion, a sound which would not normally be present if we read the words individually and the sounds individually, um, intrudes between two others in connected speech to link between those sounds in the mouth in faster speech. It can also happen with the w and r sounds, as we'll see in future seasons. So when does this y intrusion happen? We find it after a word ends with the vowel sound e, as we did above, or any diphthong ending i, so oi, i, or a, and then before any other vowel sound. As I've said, you may well find that this happens naturally as your mouth moves from one sound to next. If you don't, then it is something which is really interesting to notice as it can be an indication that you pause slightly between sounds, affecting the perceived fluency of your speech. I wouldn't ever advise a learner to force the year in, but sometimes just raising awareness of intrusive years and practicing them is enough to give your mouth permission to do the same and to feel that movement from sound to sound without, without any of those tiny little micro pauses in there. So we're not practicing any individual words today because we simply need more than one word to see this feature of connected speech coming through. Instead, we'll start with some common chunks of language which contain this intrusive y. So the sorts of groups of words you might say on a daily basis in one context or another. 
listen and repeat. The first time, try not to force anything. Just close your eyes and see if you can feel whether or not that y sound comes in naturally for you. Indeed, see if you can notice where I'm using it as well in my speech. I've put these in alphabetical order, which means we don't see the easiest first. Listen and repeat. Especially important. He isn't. I understand. My office. Only a few. See if. The end. The other. They always. Three or four. Well done. We'll now try again. This time, do try to put that y in there, even if it doesn't feel particularly natural to you at the moment. Just get your mouth used to doing it. And as I said earlier, it might open this up for you in the future. Again, listen and repeat. Especially important. He isn't. I understand. My office. Only a few. See if. The end. The other. They always. Three or four. Okay, we're going to challenge ourselves a little more by having those same chunks of language, by this time reading them in some example sentences. This time I will read each sentence twice. The first time I'll read slowly for you to grasp the words, although I still will put that intrusive you in there. And it may feel a little more exaggerated because I'll be reading more slowly. Then I will repeat at a more natural pace and there I will pause for you to repeat after me. So we're only going to include one repeat for you within the podcast today. But if you do need to repeat it further times, then please just pause the podcast after each one and repeat it in your own time. Listen and repeat. Sentence one. Their last email was especially important. Their last email was especially important. Sentence two. He isn't coming later. He isn't coming later. Sentence three. I understand what you're saying, but I have to disagree. I understand what you're saying, but I have to disagree. Sentence four, my office is closed next week, so I'll be working from home. My office is closed next week, so I'll be working from home. Sentence five, there are only a few tickets left. 
there are only a few tickets left. Sentence six. Can you see if she's in? Can you see if she's in? Sentence seven. I liked the film, but the end was a bit disappointing. I liked the film, but the end was a bit disappointing. Sentence eight. Did I see you driving home the other day? Did I see you driving home the other day? Sentence nine. They always send great gifts. They always send great gifts. And sentence 10. I read three or four books a month. I read three or four books a month. Great job. So this intrusive year happens so frequently that there is an endless supply of example sentences. For our final look, we're going in a different direction to our usual rhymes and tongue twisters, back in time to a writer who had a huge influence on the English language, Shakespeare. How many of these quotes have you heard before? This time I'll read each quote twice. As you listen the first time, try to spot the intrusion, pause and repeat if you want to at that point, and then as you listen again, repeat after me. We have five to go through. Number one, better three hours too soon than a minute too late. Better three hours too soon than a minute too late. Number two, I am one that loved not wisely, but too well. I am one that loved not wisely, but too well. Sentence three, many a true word has been spoken in jest. Many a true word has been spoken in jest. Sentence four. We know what we are, but know not what we may be. We know what we are, but know not what we may be. And sentence five, to be or not to be, that is the question. To be or not to be, that is the question. And this last one is a great example of where the intrusion comes in, where there is no pause between the words. But actually, if it's read with a pause, as Shakespeare wrote it with a comma, the intrusion wouldn't step in to be or not to be. That is the question. We tend to find that where we ask this question 
as Shakespeare intended with the pause in the Shakespearean context that that pause is put in there and the intrusion doesn't come through. But where this quotation is used to apply to other circumstances in life, then we tend not to put the pause in there and the intrusion comes through. There are loads more Shakespeare quotes with this intrusive year as well, as you would imagine. I'll put a few more in the script for those of you who are interested. This week I have a task for you. It's to pay attention, uh -huh, pay attention to where you hear this intrusive year when you listen to English this week or even listen back over this week's or previous week's podcast and see if you can notice where that intrusive year is coming through. I hope that you'll find that you notice it now when you hear it and notice it happening in your mouth when you speak. If you do, it's a great sign that your mouth is moving between the sounds of English well. There we go. Well done. That is the end of this week's workout. Don't forget to practice as often as possible to build muscle and muscle memory, speeding the podcast up or slowing it down as you need to. If you'd like to follow me on social media, come find me on Instagram or Facebook at English Brick by Brick. And as I mentioned earlier, you'll also find me on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash English Brick by Brick. We will be back next week with another contrast between two sounds we've previously looked at, sh and s. Enjoy sound building and I'll see you then. Mm -hmm.